0: Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Take your Bibles this morning and turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 41 through 52. Uh, These verses in Luke, chapter 2, bring us to a specific occurrence that transpired when Jesus was 12 years of age, try to imagine the Lord Jesus as a 12 year old. Think of your average 12 year old and think of Jesus. Wonder if there was any connection there. I want to read it, then we'll begin to unpack what we find in these words given to us by Luke. Now, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But when they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. As we look at verses 41 and 42, one of the first things that Luke tells us about Jesus' family life is that his family had a specific rhythm of life that drove their family calendar. Yes, Joseph and Mary had a rhythm of living. And it was that rhythm of living that drove their commitments. You know, it's been said that if you want to know the spiritual condition of a person one of the first things you want to do is examine their calendar and their checkbook. Because in reality, how we choose to spend whatever money we may have, how we choose to use whatever time uh, that God has given us, it will testify at some level of our relationship with God. When it comes to Joseph and Mary's household, their rhythm of life leaned predominantly toward the things of God. We know that they were faithful members of the synagogue there in Nazareth, because in chapter 4, verse 16, uh, Luke says that Sabbath attendance at the synagogue was Jesus' custom. That is to say that it was his routine to gather with, with the faith community there, to worship, to pray, to learn from the Scriptures, and to fellowship with God's people. And it was a rhythm of life that began with his family as he was a child. It makes me wonder as I think about that what Jesus might say if someone were to come up to him, would have come up to him, and said, Jesus, uh, tell us, um, how do you define faithful attendance at the synagogue? Wonder what kind of response he would give. Do you think maybe Jesus would have said, well, I think faithful attendance at synagogue would be defined by every Sabbath? I think it's probably highly likely. You know, those who research such things today tell us that among the people of God, uh, faithful church attendance is defined as twice a month. If I go twice a month, I am considered very, very committed and very, very faithful. Of course, twice a month, unless something more pressing comes up. And and if something more pressing comes up, well then, it's going to be less than, than that. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus... They were in synagogue weekly. And when the time for the feast of the Passover rolled around each year, it was part of their life rhythm to travel to Jerusalem to participate in this week-long observance. Like Christianity with its Christmas and Easter, Judaism has a number of annual observances that are foundational to it that define what it meant to be a practicing Jew. Three of those that are really at the top of the list would be the feasts of Passover, of Pentecost, and of Tabernacles. The feast of Passover was especially important because it was the annual celebration of God's deliverance of Israel from enslavement to Egypt and of God's defeat of Pharaoh and the armies of Egypt. Although in the beginning Passover was all about celebrating that deliverance Passover eventually came to signify a new deliverance that God would make, a permanent deliverance of God's people from the penalty power and presence of sin's curse through the cross of Christ. It was at Passover, I want to remind you that the disciples were um, with Jesus and he instituted the observance of communion where he refocused their attention off of the lambs that were sacrificed many thousands of years earlier to himself as the ultimate sacrificial lamb. But as we go back to Jesus' childhood, we find that as he grew from infancy to the, to the cusp of adulthood, Jesus was continually being exposed to scriptural teaching. He was regularly being exposed to physical examples because back then they saw it. They participated in the shedding of blood for the curse of sin. Each year he was learning also more about God's ultimate plan to provide a singular offering that would deal with sin once for all time. So think about that exposure that Jesus was getting. He was getting that because his parents... His parents were committed to maintaining a rhythm of life that brought him into close connection with that exposure. You know, we live in a time when life is excessively busy. And if we're not careful, we get distracted by so many things. And if we're not careful, we teach by our rhythm of life that other things may be actually more important than God, than His Word, than His truth, than a relationship with Him and a relationship with the Church, but Mary and Joseph were very careful to protect that rhythm of life, that weekly attendance at synagogue, that yearly uh, travel to Jerusalem to to sacrifice and to celebrate what God had done and we have to know that as Jesus continually sat under the teaching as he continually saw the physical examples of sacrifice that he his comprehension about who he is and about what he was here for was growing in his spirit. Now that may strike you as strange to think that Jesus needed to grow in his comprehension of who he was and why he came and you might be tempted to say, well, Pastor Mike, uh, uh, you know, I thought Jesus was God. And if he's God, then wouldn't he have already known all those things? And, and I affirm to you that Jesus, in fact, is fully God. And yet he became fully man. He voluntarily laid aside those, the independent use of his attributes as God. Therefore, yes, just like you and I, he had to learn who he was. He had to discover why he was here. He had to uncover His purpose in life, just like we do. And that, in no small way, is what this particular trip to Jerusalem was all about. Coming to grips with who he is and what his life is about. The text says that at this particular point, he's at the age of 12. 12 is a significant age for Jewish males. It's the last year of preparation before reaching the point of crossing over from childhood to adulthood. A 13-year-old young man would would officially become, at this point, a son of the commandment. That meant that he would be accepted and recognized as a full-fledged adult member of the local synagogue. It meant that he would be coming out from under the spiritual protection of father and mother to become fully accountable of himself before God. In Christian circles, this coming of age is referred to as the age of accountability. How many of you have heard that statement before, the age of accountability? You know, in all of my years of sitting under pastors and teachers and even going to Bible college and seminary, I have never heard anyone actually put a number on that, when is the age of accountability? Everybody's kind of squishy on that. Everybody's kind of fuzzy on that. Well, I guess it all depends on a child's maturity. Maybe some may reach full accountability at five, others at 10. Some never reach it. No, you know, uh, maybe it's 21. We don't know. You know, we just kind of leave that out there for everyone to pick the number that feels most comfortable to them. But let me tell you that in Judaism, there is a number. And it's specifically set. It's the age of 13. And it comes with a name. It's called Bar Mitzvah. And on this Passover, at the age of 12, Jesus is literally on the cusp of crossing over. Crossing over from the place of being under the spiritual umbrella, the spiritual protection of his parents. And he's about to cross over to stand autonomously before God fully accountable. I want to bring a truth point to you from this uh, place this morning. I hope you'll take note of it. All children who live to early adulthood will come out from under the spiritual protection of their parents to stand fully accountable before God. What you teach them through your family's rhythm of life, parents, will either prepare or hinder them from being, ready, from being ready for that day. Every child comes out from under the protection of their parents. You, physically, yes, but spiritually. And there comes a point at which they do stand before the Father, and mom and dad, you've got nothing to say. My question is this. The rhythms that you've adopted, the way in which you're choosing to live, The commitments that you're either making or rejecting, are they preparing your children? Are they doing something to help them to be ready? I realize that every person has to make their own choice and decision. That's understood. But are you aiding them to make the right one? Is the way you're living helping that? Or is it teaching them that there are many other things in life that are More important, as Jesus crossed over the threshold of independence from his parents to the father, we find that he was ready and eager to discover what the father had in store for him. And that brings us to verse 43. Verse 43 tells us that when Passover was concluded, the caravan that Joseph and Mary had traveled from Nazareth to Jerusalem with had packed it up and they were beginning their journey back to Nazareth. I just want to make a statement here about the fact that Jesus seems to get lost in the shuffle. I'm not going to dwell on this very long because it's really not that impactful, but I just want to make the statement that the fact that Mary and Joseph did not discover that Jesus was missing for a whole day is not a statement of them being neglectful parents. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001.